I think my inner child and his inner child are best friends. Absolutely. The only thing that I dream of is for you to be dreaming of me. And the only thing that I long for is for you to long obsessively. Doesn't everybody want to be adored sometimes? That's all we're looking for, even though I know there's so much more to love. You're listening to The One, and I'm Robin Wilson. The One is a podcast that showcases everyday people and the love stories that make them unique. What happens when two theatrical individuals who both have an affinity for blood and gore meet and fall in love? It turns out a surprisingly schmoopy collaboration that results in all kinds of productions, including the incredibly popular and creepy cabin room at Escape City. On this week's episode of The One, Kat and John talk about how true love can be found after hours at a donut shop and the irresistible draw of a woman eating a hot dog without a bra on. So Kat, we'll start with you. Okay. Tell me three things that you love about John. Oh my goodness. Only three. I love his sense of humor. He is, he's just got such a, a sharp wit, and it's that, it's that sense of humor that at one moment can be incredibly intelligent, and at the next is like potty jokes. <laughs> so, and it's, it's wonderful. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's one thing. I love, uh, he hates them, but I love his smile lines around his eyes. He's making a grumpy cat face for those who can't see his face right now. I love them. Thank you. So much. So much. Um, And, oh, gosh, only three things. (laughs) I know, that's such a cheesy thing to say. But, yeah, I I love his singing voice. He's an incredible singer. An incredible singer. Mm-hmm. And one more, he's an incredibly kind individual. So I'll allow you that one more. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Gersh, thank you. John, same question to you. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> it helps when you stare at me. Um, I, you know, it sounds a little self-deprecating, but I mean it on a much wider scope than just myself. I love her patience. She's a very patient uh, and understanding person. Because I, being a theatrical person, can be a little, at times, dramatic. <laughs> if I haven't eaten, I, I get a little hangry. And she's very good about it. Sweetie, it's probably time that you ate something. I love that. She keeps me, she keeps me grounded in that way, which is uh, a life skill. <laughs> um, uh, at the end of the day, um, Kat is such a strong stage manager, too. She loves lists. She loves being organized. And that is so... It sounds like a boring one, but it keeps her life, like, <laughs> fantastic. And I don't mean, like, 10.03, we need to be in bed. I mean, like, she's like, okay, like, for instance, we're going camping this weekend. She's already got a list in her uh, purse that she started. She's like, add stuff to it. And, and that is so good for me, too, because I'm not great at that. Like, people are like, hey, what are you up to this weekend? You want to do something? I'm like, let me check with Kat. <laughs> it's like, you go check with the wife? I'm like, I, I do, but not for permission. It's because she has everything organized. It's awesome. <laughs> um, and at, 
I guess if I had to pick a third one, just her huge capacity for love. Um, be it with me or with our little fuzz baby Ollie, which is our cat, or with her friends. Like she's just such a giving spirit. Um, yeah, she's, she's amazing for that. And so I learn from her every day a little more about the giving spirit. <laughs> Yeah. You're so sweet. You're so good. I'm like, I love his eyes. <laughs> yeah, I know she didn't mention my butt. But that's um, fine. Oh, well, that goes without like, saying. No, <laughs> and I noticed that you each blushed when the other one was saying. We're not huge. Yeah, yeah. We're mushy for each other, but yeah. <laughs> so, how did you two meet? Well, we met on the set of a little independent film. John had just moved up from Red Deer and answered a, a casting call. Well, yeah, no, I just remember, like, being, obviously I moved to Edmonton to become a, a star. Well, a little bit, whatever. It's, it's anyway. <laughs> um, so I saw this ad in C and I went to the audition. I was excited to be involved in this thing. Um, so we were shooting in a now defunct, I don't even know if they exist at all anymore, but a country time donut. Country time? Or country style? Country style. I mean, yeah. Either way, I can't remember now. Yeah. That's bizarre. <laughs> I remember walking through the door, and there's the usual kind of excitement and hubbub of movie people moving around. And there was this, this woman, this redhead, talking to somebody at a table. And when I opened the door, it did the little ching. I remember her turning around, and it just... It took my breath away. Like it's, it sounds corny. It's, it sounds like what they say in TV. Like you see someone and you're like, wow, I know I'm gonna be with that person. And that was very similar for me. I turned around and there was this, this, this man, this young man with these bright blue eyes and this bright bright smile. And I was like, oh hi, oh hi there, hi. I get to act with you. Hey, okay, that's that's gonna be a good thing. That's a that's, yeah. Yeah. We okay. Were, <laughs> Forget all these other people I was talking. We were uh, <laughs> forced into a little more contact yeah. on this than you normally would I have. played the uh, disgruntled donut shop worker who uh, gets tied up because her incompetent manager uh, leaves her alone at the helm. And these guys are robbing the donut shop for Christmas money. And, uh, and, John... and when we say this is a low-budget movie, <laughs> we mean we didn't have enough money to like tear the duct tape off of her between scenes and then re-duct tape. Well, we didn't have time either. <laughs> yeah. So I had to kind of carry her around from scene to scene, depending on where we were in the donut shop. Feed me donuts on break time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Good time. Yep. So it wasn't written as a love story, but it yeah. kind of turned out to be. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the film wrapped at the end of February, and we started dating at the end of March. And right. so who asked who out? You know, it, it, it almost just kind of happened. Like, we were, I remember I invited her over to my house at the time to watch Dracula <laughs> yeah. on my couch. And I think it was just kind of a, we just turned to each other at the end of the movie and we're like, so we should probably date. Yeah, it was very organic. That just kind of, yeah. Boop. And then we were, everyone thought we were insane, but we went camping for 10 days, <laughs> like backcountry camping for 10 days near Banff, Tunnel like there, yeah. a month after dating, starting dating, and everyone's like, you guys are going to want to kill each other by the end of it, and we got home, and like, I immediately called him, and was like, I miss you. <laughs> it was mushy. So, yeah. By the end of the 10 days, though, like, I had the beard going, and we definitely did yeah. not keep up the... <laughs> first dating persona of, wait, you can't see me without my makeup oh, or my no. hair. Or no, I was like, I'm going to have a hot dog for breakfast and not wear a bra. <laughs> you okay with that? Sweet. I was okay with that. <laughs> 
Well, I was 19, so everything was perkier back then. I was, I was A-OK. <laughs> and how long did you all wait to have sex? The, that camping trip was pretty uh, acrobatic. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> Damn you, camping! Makes heathens of us all. Eating hot dogs with no bra. I mean, mm. really, like, how could you lost. resist? Yeah, it's true. It's, I did my best to resist your yeah. wiles. Yeah, my... <laughs> I'm eat this raw hot dog. <laughs> but it was awesome. And so where are you now in your relationship? We're coming up on our nine-year wedding anniversary mm-hmm. at the end of July. Uh, we... Got our production company that's... Yep. Uh, Picking up quite a lot of traction in the city, which is fantastic. Yeah, we have a 13-year-old fur baby. Uh, uh, we've just moved into our second, like, owned home. Yeah. And it's our forever home. Um, yeah, life is, life is pretty good. Life is, yeah, it's pretty we, excellent. It's, you know, it, we've been together for many, many years, but we still really enjoy spending a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. Which I count myself really lucky for. We work together in our theater and film world very closely and we'll we'll pull full weekends of like working 38 hours in one weekend and so do you ever get on each other's nerves like when you're working those long days nothing ever major nothing major yeah you know there's been certain gigs we're doing where uh it is frustrating because we're maybe falling a little behind on something where we hoped it would be going a little quicker so we might you know, snip at each other a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. never anything that we're not like, sorry, that was uh, yeah. offside a little later, like within an hour being like, that was stupid, sorry. Yeah. Which is usually me, I guess. I, no, <laughs> no, no, I do no. too. Like, it's, it's, there seems to be a cycle on projects where there's always a breaking point. There's always a point where you're just like, I can't fucking deal with this anymore. I need to blah. I need to just explode for a moment and then you calm down and then you're like, okay. I'm good. And sometimes that happens towards mm. each other, but it's always understood that it's like, you're having your, your moment right now, and yeah. it's all good. And, Fortunately, yeah. we never really seem to have the venting moments at the same time, which, yeah, is, which is great. Yeah, that would be <laughs> epic. So far, so good. <laughs> 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 and you do a lot of creepy mm-hmm. stuff. So we that do. <laughs> that's I was gonna say, do you ever like just throw fake intestines at each other? <laughs> we do do blood oh, tests with each other and blood tests and, and stuff. So that must help ease some of the tension. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. It's it's a really special thing to have a partner that understands that side of you, especially when some of the stuff we do is so weird. So what was the proposal like? It's okay. So there's there's the funniness. So met on the set of a movie. Got engaged on the second last night of a run of Little Shop of Horrors, where John was playing Seymour Crowborne, and I was the designer and the puppeteer for the plants. So there's me, super sweaty, crawling out of this giant, heavy foam plant to an audience of 300 people. It just so happened, this is just dumb, like totally over my head. Uh, just so happened that like 30 of our friends and family were going to be in the audience that night. And it was pretty awesome that like, you know, family from Red Deer could come up and my grandparents could yeah. come up and our best friend and like. What a coincidence. Awesome. They I was just available. like, this is so cool. We should go out and like have drinks after and just. Uh, we uh, probably show, will. Show brain, right? Tired. Yeah. And so everyone's in on it. And so we get out and I, I get out of the plant and we all come on stage to bow, except 
all of the cast are still standing in the wings. <laughs> and John's still standing on stage. And I'm going, what's going on? And, you know, spotlight on John. I'm John Evans, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I play Seymour. He <laughs> might remember me from Yeah, he might remember me from 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, uh, I just wanted to call two people back out on stage. He calls both Darren and I out under the ruse of these guys have created this character together. Props to them. And then Darren, I noticed Darren like start creeping back and <laughs> off stage. And John goes into this speech about how Cat's uh, not only the designer and the... Uh, Puppeteer. Puppeteer, thank you. Uh, but I've also, incidentally, I've also been dating her for how for many years yeah. at that point. And, uh, and I'm like, why is John talking about this? Why am I, why is my grandma and my best friend in the aisle with cameras? Why is Dean filming this? And then somewhere that green, that's green comes on and he talks about how our, our inner children are best friends. And then yeah. he quoted one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Moonstruck. Moonstruck, yes. And uh, got down on one knee and asked me to marry him in front of 300 people. I trapped her. How do you say no with 300 people staring at you? Uh, and I, I, yeah, I cried and I jumped into his arms and I said yes. And then we went off stage and he got me into the wings and was like, no, but seriously. <laughs> well, because what are you going to say? No, thank you. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah. Safe drive home. So there was that. So the, the onstage proposal... And then we decided to get married on stage, too. Wow. Yes, we did. Yeah. At the Stanley, Stanley, Stanley A. Milner Library Theater. And yeah. with a uh, seven-piece blues band playing for our ceremony. And did the wedding night involve hot dogs? <laughs> you know what? Actually, we we, uh, we we like to give the advice to people that are getting married because we used to DJ weddings too, right? And mm. so we've seen a lot of weddings and people are always like, give us advice. And uh, we said, book the hotel room for two nights because you are going to be so tired by the end of that night, you're going to have been going all day. If you're if you're up for it and you're feeling romantic, awesome. But if you're not, you don't want to feel obligated. Like, just, yeah. like, enjoy you guys and be comfortable as you guys. And, like, mm -hmm. I remember distinctly there were two bottles of champagne waiting for us in our room. And we called up the um, room service and we're like, we know it's after midnight, but we really just want something. And they're like, oh, you guys are the newlyweds. Yeah. And they sent us a filet mignon, which oh, was amazing. Wow. Uh, and so we were like, okay, bottle of wine or bottle of champagne each. And, and so John unzipped me and my dress didn't move. It was just, and then like, and it was just like all of this ruching all over the midst. I was like, yeah, yeah. You like that? You want to jump on that? <laughs> he was like, it's hot. Yeah. So it was a magical night. But not for the reason you would assume. Yeah, it was. A <laughs> There's a lot of pressure on I think the wedding oh, no, night because of the '50s. Because it's like we can't, we can't yeah. do yeah. what we clearly did in a tent, tent many, many times many before. <laughs> so it's like okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. People get out. <laughs> it's my wedding night. Yeah, and it's like you got a whole life to do that. So if it's yeah, if it's gonna be a hot, sweaty, damn mess because you're you tired and you're five hungry, minutes in and you're like, nah. you're then <laughs> save it for the next night. Exactly. I can tell you that was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. But that night I needed a steak and to watch my wife drink I, a bottle of champagne, <laughs> wearing a bright purple bathrobe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Catherine, mm -hmm. you were in a car accident a few years ago. Yes. It was serious? Yes. It was, uh, it could have been much, much more serious. It was my 28th birthday and I got T-boned by a city sanding truck. 
Um, and it was so sudden, and my car did a 360 and wound up, like, skidding backwards into oncoming traffic. Uh, fortunately, no additional smashes that way, but just completely destroyed that side of my car. Airbags deployed, so it really did a number on me. Fortunately, all soft tissue, no broken bones, mm -hmm. but, yeah, really, like, just, you know, it's a city sanding trick. They weigh a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Yeah. So that was that was difficult. That was uh, three years of steady physio. And how did John support you through that? He was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. He tore across the city and came and and got me. Yeah. And he supported me so so much. <laughs> he just like you know catered to my needs. Needed new new when I needed to move. New when I couldn't or shouldn't move that kind of stuff and supported me emotionally and physically. And and so how did you feel, John, at the other end of that call? Helpless. Um, helpless. Yeah, there's not, it's, I can't even really describe the feeling. It's confusion. It's, it's um, complete lack of understanding of what's going on or why this has happened or how it's happened. I remember getting the call. I remember showing up I do not really remember the drive and it was clear across the city like I just remember mm -hmm. being numb and showing up and seeing the vehicle like totaled really on the one side completely destroyed and not seeing her right away either yeah it was a horrifying experience and I didn't even I guess in those moments you figure out really what's important to you because I didn't even bother telling work like, I literally just pulled into my parking spot, got the call, and was like, okay, bye. Like, didn't even occur to me to tell anyone I was leaving, wasn't going to be showing up, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's so much more important stuff going on. You can fire me later if you want to. Um, yeah, and I just remember pulling up, not seeing her right away, and being like, whoa, 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 and being so confused and terrified. Um, to have a loved one risked, um, wow, yeah, it really puts things in perspective pretty damn fast. And so did that have an impact on your relationship at all? Um, we, that, I mean, there were, there were the, the positives and the negatives from it. Then, you know, there was the financial impact a little bit and that put a little stress, but that was, it was, um, a reinforcement of the way we feel for each other. And especially for me, uh, in the way that I knew that he would be there for me no matter what and do anything absolutely anything for me mm. and yeah I would it, yeah it definitely concreted the fact that nope I clearly care about this woman yeah a lot yeah yeah so. and I mean like yeah like I said he took care of me a lot then I also had um uh foot surgery a few years later and right. that was that was an adorable adorable story of me on the couch with my big toes bandaged to look like Fred Flintstone and I'm just like the freezing's wearing off I'm in pain and he says shut your eyes and I hear him like kind of like plunking around in the kitchen and this and that and <laughs> and he's kind of giggling and he's like keep your eyes shut and I'm like okay they are and I hear this punk next to me and he's like 
Okay, now this is going to be weird, and I feel this, like, thing near my face, <laughs> which sounds really dirty. Um, <laughs> and, and then he's like, open your eyes, and I, I open my eyes, and there's a straw in front of my face, and I follow the straw, and it goes down to an ice bucket filled with a magnum of homemade summer wine with the straw coming out of it. Nice. And he was like, happy surgery, baby. It's, it's a homemade IV. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so we put on my favorite, my favorite movies and had me on a wine IV, so that helps the, you know, recovery. Do you all have nicknames for each other? Uh, there's a few that kick mm. around over the years, I guess. For him, variations of sugar, like sugar plus something, sugar butt, sugar... Monkey? And mon- yeah, various there. monkeys. You uh, call me... Angelfish. Angelfish. Yeah. Uh, cutie pie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's a few. I made a song on your voicemail the you other did. day that was, was supposed cute. to be something like... Hello, sugar butt, you're my monkey, blah, blah, blah. But it turned into like, <laughs> hello, pants. sugar butt, you're my monkey pants, which have sugar in the butt and That's something cute. in this, yeah. I don't know, we make <laughs> some of our friends a little ill, I think. Because we do act a lot like we're still dating. Yep. Um, most of them have come to just understand that's the way we yeah. are, but I like it. Yeah, I do I too. Like that, that we're still in the honeymoon stage 15 years Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So if your relationship were in the Guinness Book of World Records, what record would it hold? <laughs> Weirdest hobbies? <laughs> Weirdest couples? Yeah. Hobbies? Maybe? Maybe. Although recently, and I don't, it's kind of weird, um, I've, we've woken up a few times. Did you know, okay, this is kind of interesting. Did you know that <laughs> um, when otters sleep, they hold the hand of their mate so they don't drift apart. I did. We have been waking up recently with our holding hands, which is weird. So maybe the longest handhold. Yep, possibly. The sleeping longest sleeping longest wag. sleeping longest unconscious handhold. Hand <laughs> I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Either longest ottering handhold or yes. weird. Yeah, weirdest hobbies. Weirdest hobbies. Ability, best ability to work together under intense pressure and not rip each other's heads off. Shh. Yeah, that's a title. That's because yeah. That's a last title last hold. weekend we were in Saskatoon from Thursday night. We drove out after full days of work. Drove five hours. Went unloaded stuff. We do. Um, we're the designers for an escape company, um, and so uh, Escape City. And went out and they're installing in Saskatoon right now. So went out, unloaded our gear, went to the hotel. Had a beer, had some greasy food, <laughs> like midnight. Uh, got up, worked like a 14-hour day, went and hung out again, and did that several days in a row. So worked, I think our, our work, just working hours, not total hours in Saskatoon, but working hours were 38 each. hours each. Wow. Yeah. And then like drove home and then went to work the next day. And yeah, Come that was... Like one in the morning. And that was... And then, and then ottered. Yeah, you know, and, then you <laughs> and, and nowhere in there did we really have any more than little snippets, little each. hanger snippets, and much. Yeah, we like to put a relationship through acid tests every once in a while, just to see. And so far, I think we so do good. good in a zombie apocalypse. I would think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got the swords for it. Hey, there so. we go. <laughs> and, and the lack of aversion to blood and charnage. Sure. Yes, oh. yeah, that works. I'm, yeah. I'm sticking. There you hey, there you go. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just call us. <laughs> First undead person you see shambling, Cat and John. Yep. <laughs> Tag behind you. Yeah. So, Cat, mm-hmm. what was it about John that made it clear to you that he was the one? Oh, my goodness. 
I think I knew pretty darn early on because I could not get enough of him. I could not imagine not hanging out with him every day. Um, I just wanted, I just gravitated towards him. I wanted to be around him all the time and know him better and hang out with him and be his best friend and, and more. His benefits are pretty darn sexy. And, uh, you know, and, and just, yes, once again, that sense of humor and that, that love of life and that kindness and that, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good human. He's a very good human and he makes me very happy. He's, he is, he's my favorite. Thanks. And I figured that out pretty early on, so. Yeah. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. Me. <laughs> Black. Black. And John, same question to you. Um, when she turned around in this donut shop. Thanks to Kat and John for sharing their story with me. And thank you for listening to this episode of The One. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts because there are many more love stories to be told. If you know of a love story that you think I should showcase on The One, have them drop me a line at lovestorypodcast at gmail.com or send me a message yourself and we can work together to keep a little love in the air. I'd like to thank Jacek Chocolate Couture for spreading joy in the form of chocolates for my guests today. Head over to their Sherwood Park or downtown Edmonton locations and try some of their tasty concoctions for yourself. The music for The One is I Love You Oddly by Rebecca Angel. You can hear more from Rebecca on iTunes or at ReverbNation.com backslash Rebecca Angel. Until next time, here's a quote from Isabel Thrilling. I don't just want your heart. I want your flesh, your skin and blood, your voice, your thoughts, your pulse, and most of all, your fingerprints everywhere. <laughs>